Hey y'all, we're back for another episode about to talk about to talk about, wow, that was a tongue twister, how to pivot into your purpose. And I am excited to talk with Dr. Omalama, <laughs> Dr. Omalama Thomas Uwadimo. And I thought her last name was going to be harder to pronounce, but the first name I say all the time, you know, <laughs> anyway, we're about to get into it right after this intro. Welcome back, Tribe. You are listening to Next Level Physicians Thriving Outside the Box, where we invite doctors, dentists, and medical entrepreneurs who are breaking the mold, stepping outside the box as entrepreneurs, and practicing on their terms to share their journey, wisdom, and their inspiration with the world. I am your host, Dr. Maisha Claiborne. My calling is to help doctors find freedom, fulfillment, and full self-expression. I have helped dozens of medical professionals transform their mindset, leverage their skill set, and build profitable businesses and careers they love. Now, let's get to the good stuff. But before we do, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an opportunity for inspiration, motivation, and empowerment with me and our amazing guests. Now, let's take it to the next level, y'all. Here we go. Yo, we're back. We're back. Next Level Physicians Thriving Outside the Box. And I am excited to welcome a colleague, a friend, a fellow mommy doc, a fellow mocha doc, Dr. Omalara Thomas Uadimo. And she is a board certified pediatrician and the owner of Melanin Medicine and Motherhood, which I love. And, you know, we've been dancing around podcast she has her own podcast actually <laughs> is, is and isn't the podcast called melanin Medicine? Yep, melanin. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so we've been dancing around podcast swapping for months now and i finally 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 get to have you on it's such a pleasure and an honor thank you omalara for coming on how are you I'm well now that I'm finally on the podcast, <laughs> you know, I feel like, yes, and we've been dancing for months and right. I've been like, please, at some point, <laughs> let me figure out how to get on this woman's schedule. And I'm so glad. So thank you. Yes. SOS, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Well, here we are. And I'm excited to have this conversation. But first, I really want the audience, our docs who are listening, uh, our medical professionals who are listening to kind of hear a little bit about your journey and how you came to create melanin medicine and motherhood. Oh, yeah. So it definitely was not on my plan at all. Um, Is it ever? (laughs) I don't know. For some people, maybe. It definitely was not on mine. Um, I actually started, so I'm a pediatrician, as you said. I'm also an academic pediatrician. So Mm -hmm. I, you know, have, of course, the clinical care, but then the research work Mm -hmm. and education work. And I have been doing that for quite some time. And realized in 2018 about in the fall it was getting to a point where I definitely knew I was overworking myself Mm -hmm. however I kept going because it's kind of this idea of you're just in that little wheel that hamster wheel and Mm -hmm. you're just not even sure how to stop it Mm -hmm. so I kept going until the point that I realized that I was just having headaches and I was just starting to have palpitations when I would go in Mm. for my session. Mm -hmm. And I made the decision to stop my clinical work um, in the fall of 2018. Mm -hmm. 
and solely work with my institution under around research and around um, teaching. Mm -hmm. I run a global health program. Nice. And so in that, what happened was there was a lot of, of course, re resentment around that <laughs> of me not being able to, to see patients at that point. And I also was dealing with a lot of internal drama about is it clinical medicine or is it the environment? Mm -hmm. um, fast forward a few months after that into the early 2019, um, in May of 2019, I actually was filling up pretty much all of that time that I had let go from the clinical time and just adding, right? And it's like, it's so hard for us sometimes where you're used to being on the brink and not having that time to just reflect and be able to have a normal. So I just was adding, I was like, oh, well, look, there's time here. Let me just mm -hmm. fill that in. Mm -hmm. And so still kept with the, was now still experiencing burnout. However, in May, 2019, I actually, um, had an episode where I started having clumsiness mm -hmm. um, and it just came on suddenly. It was the week of my daughter's birthday. And over mm -hmm. the week, I started being unable to actually stand up um, without teetering. Mm. By one week later, I started having dizziness, like almost vertigo and nausea. And then I went into my doctor they actually referred me immediately that day to the neurologist. Mm -hmm. A neurologist, I was able to get an appointment that afternoon and my wow. parents had to literally pick me up because I couldn't drive. Mm -hmm. And when I got there, um, she asked me to walk. And when I stood up, I almost fell to the ground. I couldn't mm -hmm. walk. Right. Ended up finding out, ended up being hospitalized and finding out within three days that I had a brain lesion and didn't know if it was cancer or something else um, mm. of, uh, about four days later, finding out that it was multiple sclerosis. Wow. And um, I remember, I think one of the things that I remember just thinking about um, was the fact that I had brought my computer to the hospital, Maisha. Mm. <laughs> I was saying, I can't walk, but I still can do work. Right. That was how bad the burnout was, right? right? I mean, that was how bad my mentality was. Right. Around associating and defining myself by my by this work. Mm -hmm. Even if I didn't even feel that passionate about it, it was mm -hmm. that was what I had created. Right. And so um, my work actually got distributed to five different people, mm -hmm. <laughs> divided among them. Mm -hmm. And I had to have about three and a half months of medical leave to um, learn, relearn how to walk. Wow. Um, and I left the hospital discharged with a walker and they kind of were like, if you don't do something differently, multiple sclerosis is an autoimmune disorder that's very um, vulnerable to stress. And, and so they said your lifestyle, it, they, you may not be able to walk again and you may be having all these flares commonly. And so that yeah. was kind of the wake up call for me um, to say something different had to change. And now I had three and a half months of time that was just my own mm -hmm. and honestly was scared because I had no clue like I felt useless I felt what what do I do mm -hmm. I, I I can't practice I can't do my research I can't do teaching and honestly I was wondering in that in that moment about how many other women in my position are in that before are not haven't hit that wall of burnout yet mm -hmm. but are on their way to and what right. could i do to actually 
um, prevent that. So it's still the same healing mentality, right? Trying to help others, but in a different way yep. that allow for me to um, really think through that. And so at first it was moms, black moms. I really wanted to focus on right. because I, because the superwoman syndrome is real, but yes. for black women, there's also an indoctrination around or a legacy of in this society around black women being kind of the, the workhorses, right? The mule of the earth. That's what um, has been said before. And also the idea that we cannot allow, like we cannot say no, right. because we weren't, we weren't historically ever allowed to say no to that yes. work. Yes. And also I think a lot of us just due to mass incarceration, due to prevalence of single motherhood, wage discrimination, a lot of us end up having to take on a lot on mm -hmm. our own and be mm -hmm. either breadwinners or co-breadwinners in our family mm -hmm. and don't have that choice to potentially not. So, uh, so a, a lot of pieces, I think, feed into us actually pushing for the superwoman syndrome and then leaving that legacy to our daughters mm -hmm. to do the same because they look at that and they're like, oh, that's normal. So, and I know that was it for me. It's so funny that we're talking about this right now because I, I just did a live. Now, by the time this airs, this live will be old, but <laughs> <laughs> I just did a live talking about this principle of when we're talking, we're talking about communication and dealing with the unconscious mind is we're all doing the best we can with the resources that we have and how many times we inherit behavior and, and self-talk and communication based on what was modeled to us. Mm. And you just really spoke into that, like, mm -hmm. you know, based on the fact that we're watching our parents do whatever they're doing. Like I'm the, I'm the child of, of, of a mom who was a single parent for many, many years. Right. And then, you know, I, I, I saw like, she, she was a retired dentist. Mm -hmm. So she would go to the office in the middle of the night when she would get called and, you know, I'd be, watching the kiddos or sometimes we'd be asleep and I'd hear the garage door go up and I know yeah. she was going to see a patient, you know, yeah. or sometimes, you know, she would take me with her and I would be yeah. the dental assistant, you know, and that's the way it was. Like she was a hustler, you know, and I think I got my entrepreneurial spirit from her. And yeah. I also inherited some other qualities that I, <laughs> that I work on. Right. But yeah. I really get that that was what I inherited. And that's what you're saying is like, that is what we, as, as that superwoman syndrome is topped by all of the inherited conversations culturally that we have mm -hmm. top that with um i think that there's a you know i can't be vulnerable position mm -hmm. yes so black maisha black woman as well of course but maisha you take all three of these things mm -hmm. and then add motherhood on top of it you you right. don't even remember who you were before right. uh, before all right. of that. You don't remember right. what your dreams were. Right. You don't remember what any any of that is. You know, mm -hmm. physicians, like we are revered for it when we are going above and beyond. And that's like throughout medical school into residency. Mm -hmm. You stayed up late, good. You, you stayed overnight and you did this, good. And we have a wellness burnout issue right there because right. of that. And then with these, with black women in particular, and then thinking about motherhood where mm -hmm. you can be demonized for saying that, Hey, I want to actually take some time for myself or mm -hmm. that not every minute of my day is devoted to my child. Right. Oh, and, add, and add to that, we have to work 20 times as hard to even be Correct. seen Correct. As on mm -hmm. the same plane. Come on yes. now. 
there Come you on. go. There you go. And so all of that, right, taking right. into that, I had initially started with moms, black moms. I was really interested in black women. And then I realized that as I was entering this space, I started a Facebook group. I was like, what? why not? Just start a Facebook oh, group, on, you know? Exactly. <laughs> and when I was doing it, I was just posting articles and talking on it. And then people were asking, do you have like a podcast or you have something where you can, and I was like, no, I'm just doing this on medical leave. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, this is, this is absolutely nothing. Um, but I realized as I was doing it and why it had felt so natural is because I had been doing it for over a decade. Mm. So I had, you know, I'm 16 years in into pediatrics, but you know, the, the core of my, of my patient base are black women, black moms, mm -hmm. and like, and there's such a level of vulnerability in the pediatrician's office. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Where you're like, exactly it's my kid please and i don't know it's either the first time or it's just right. this new kid I right no... and being able to help empower women in that way but then mm -hmm. also as an academic as a faculty mm -hmm. and like being able to you know i was involved in creating a lot of personal development and professional development for our underrepresented minority residents and faculty right. within my institutions mm -hmm. and so it's so funny how life will leave the breadcrumbs right? Right. right and you're so busy working that you're just like well this is what i'm supposed to do because that's what i see everyone else doing traditionally mm -hmm. instead of saying what is it that gives me joy what do i find myself actually like just doing naturally Mm -hmm. the 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 staying the um going over the 15 minute <laughs> you know pediatrician visit right. to call moms afterwards and be like right. how are you doing remember what we mm -hmm. talked about mm -hmm. or creating these programs that are unpaid or whatever mm -hmm. for for residents and for faculty right. to empower them and realizing that that's my zone of genius right and understanding that there's a plethora of black mom right now of people who are serving black moms not not to the extent of white moms, but there's a plethora and it's beautiful because we're not monolithic. So yes. these type of moms, single moms, married right. moms, but I didn't find anything that was focusing on us as black mom physicians mm -hmm. or just in general as black women physicians, just right. because, you know, some of us may be considering motherhood, some of us may not, but mm -hmm. we still have that same core issue around yeah not being vulnerable with ourselves, not mm -hmm. taking care of ourselves mm -hmm. the way that we need to, and not valuing mm -hmm. ourselves and our vision. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the entryway where I decided to shift and really hone in on Black women physicians. People mm -hmm. tried to steer me towards women physicians of color, and I said, not now. I have work to do with Black women. <laughs> What's very interesting is the distinction. There is a distinction between woman of color and black woman. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it doesn't diminish the woman of color, but there is a very specific experience that we have as black women that can be distinct, distinct from what a non-black woman would have. And I think it's important that, um, you know, that we talk about that, that that doesn't get buried under the rug that because people are feeling excluded mm -hmm. but the, the truth is we have been excluded all right you're gonna preach now Maisha. okay all right i'm trying not to go there <laughs> but you know we're in a time in our lives in this society <laughs> where folks are you know are, are are diminishing what it is to be a black 
person or black woman versus a person of color or a woman of color. And I say again, it's not to diminish a person of color or their experience, because I had this conversation with an Asian woman in my yoga community. Mm-hmm. It's just that the experience that we have historically had as black people, as black women, are is is very different. It's distinct. It's and I think it's important to notice and recognize that. And and it we don't it doesn't have to be, you know, that we're being exclusive, but we are paying attention to what ails us and what we need to do specifically to take care of us. I think it's so powerful because, you know, I've gotten a lot of comments sometimes about, you know, it's interesting how people equate being pro-Black as being anti-fill-in-the-blank. Yeah, and that is... You know, it's something that, you know, when you enter into this kind of space and you say, like, specifically, this is who I serve that you're going to get. And I just had to be so clear about what the mission was that God was trying to, like, have me sit in, that it was, anyone could say anything, but I knew what it was that I was supposed to be doing and who it was that I was supposed to be focusing on. I mean, I think about kind of some of the parallels recently I had tweeted something about um, Black women and all of the, the, you know, racism and the, I tweeted, it was pretty about myself almost in in the sense of the fact that we are fighting, it's a quote from Dr. Brittany Cooper, but that we are fighting so much that when we finally have time to relax, our bodies start fighting themselves. Mm. And we talk about the idea of so many of us, I have multiple sclerosis, lupus, yes, hypertension, uh, all of these things, mm-hmm. difficulty with our metabolic system in terms of even losing weight sometimes mm-hmm. and just like- Hormonal issues. Exactly, infertility. Mm-hmm. And, and I equated it to the kind of, you know, the stress that we go through in academia and in medicine of literally trying to comport ourselves to hopefully be seen as valuable finally after years and decades of being seen as either invisible, dismissed, devalued, um, disregarded, disrespected. Mm-hmm. And how do you come across that? And so that's why Empowered and, and Melanin Medicine Motherhood exists because there needs to be an exclusive community that focuses on the fact that anti-Blackness, anti-Black racism is a real and very severe piece of the of the continuum that all of us as physicians have to go through. Mm -hmm. And we almost need kind of an unlearning for both ourselves and a safe space to release all of that so we can close the stress response cycle and be able to have that affection that helps us Get, bring bring it down, bring down the cortisol, bring it down and be like, hey, I'm I'm here. I'm not trying to get anything from you. I'm just here to give you information yeah. because I love you. Yeah. <laughs> to hold the space. You know, I really do believe that there is um, something magical in that Facebook group right now in yeah. terms of just, you know, people being able to not only come together networking, which I know there's a bunch of um, Black doctor groups mm-hmm. around that, but really trying to think of what are some principles around our personal growth yeah. and development, because so often we are so hell-bent on professional development. We will take a course like nobody's business. You got another course I want to take about my career? And never the development of the inner work that we have to do to get yeah. ourselves ready for any business. I know that you work a lot with helping people move into that business, and I'm sure a huge amount of that is like 
okay, this is what you say you want to do. Let's go back to what are your values? What are your strengths? What are your, what are your um, priorities right now? What are the boundaries you want to mm -hmm. set for this so that we don't end up draining, leaving something because it was draining and then moving into something because now it, and it being draining again yeah. for us. And also, you know, the idea, I remember somebody was like, how do you do all this with, the, with this? And you still got a day job. And it's like, it's my, it's the zone of genius. It's the, it's mm -hmm. the, it doesn't feel like work. Like it feels like the thing I'm supposed to be actually contributing to the world. What yeah. is my why? Let's talk about that zone of genius because the first of all, before I go there, I just have to like say, you know, one of the things you talked about is like, you know, starting at the why, starting at the values. I love that you do that. It's something that, you know, and th that it has to be the first step. And, and, you know, one of the things that I would, I like to include in that is the fact that there are all these limiting beliefs and all these mm. you know, triggers and negative emotions and things like that, that are happening at the unconscious level. And that's, you know, sort of like, that's where I, I'm starting to traffic more in is yeah. that it, the neuro-linguistic programming, the, you know, the hypnotic, the, the unconscious hypnotic commands that we're giving ourselves that we don't yeah. even know. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Right. So like, yeah, I, I do the business stuff, but I've discovered, this is why I, 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 you know, I've had the NLP stuff going on for, for years, but one of the reasons I decided to start teaching it, teaching it is because we need to, especially us who are becoming coaches, we need to have that skill to be able to give away, right? Mm -hmm. To be mm -hmm. able to do with mm -hmm. others. So at this unconscious level, you know, I've had people had to stop their business coaching just to do that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But, but you see it, Maisha, when like, you know, because I'm sure people come to you like, this was the idea I had. And then, you know, I was doing it, but it just didn't work out or pan out the way that I had imagined it to. And it was kind of like, when you come back, you're like, well, why were you doing that? Like, go, go back. Let's think of, figure out like, what was the outcome that you wanted to achieve? How did that align with what, you know, your lifeline looked like mm -hmm. before? Like, mm -hmm. what were the things that you always either not excel at, but all of the things that have been showing you about how you get out of your valley into your hill? Mm -hmm. What are the resilience patterns mm -hmm. you've done? What are the accomplishments? Trying to put that all together. And mm -hmm. when people don't do that work and then enter into a business and they're like, it was a great idea. Was <laughs> it the right idea for you? Was it the right thing for you? It was like, it sounded like a good idea at the time. Right? <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> right? And I don't do business coaching, so you know that better than I do, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, 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 most of the time, I, I, I don't have to do a ton of cleanup. Most of the time, people come in with an idea and they don't even know how to get started. Right? That's most of what I get. But yeah. sometimes people can't even get past the start point because of all of the, the, the inner talk in there, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. All of the the negative, the, the, mm -hmm. you know, and so that's what, that's what I like to get rid of yeah. initially. And, um, and I just think it's, I, I love what you do and that you created a community around it and like getting people clear on what that purpose is. Right. So like finding your zone, a genius, let's yeah. talk about that because yeah. I know, you know, I love your story. Cause I, you know, for me, it was, I, I was, I was listening to you and I was thinking about, well, you know, what happened? Cause there's always a something that happened. Oh yeah. Right. 
and we we don't always acknowledge that that's 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 usually the the triggering you know point but there's usually something that happens and you know for me it was it was depression mm. i don't say it a lot right because you know we, there's still a stigma around it but for me what had me realize that my career was going to be different was this point that i got to that i just didn't want to you know that i quit i just like quit life right and and i was i think i'm i'm grateful that it happened so early in my career so that i i had a meaning in residency so that i had a a an awareness that i was going to have to create my career differently right and so then i spent a lot of my time in my career looking at well where 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 do i fit where does my voice need to be heard and you know it started in integrative medicine and loved that but that zone of genius kind of came you know by accident just like for you and but you but i think the thing is that you have to recognize it when it comes yes you are so so right i think um, you know, a lot of the zone of genius work comes from Gay Hendricks and his like great book, The Big Leap. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talks about, you know, recognizing what is it that doesn't even feel like work to you? What do you spend hours on? What gives you that abundance, that ratio of time mm-hmm. and abundance where you could spend a little bit of time, but you got so much out of it, so mm-hmm. much pleasure and abundance. And and when I talk to women who are in my program and we do that, it takes them a while. Like they're mm-hmm. like, whoa, I don't really, I don't really know what that is. Mm-hmm. But that's the first thing we start with because mm-hmm. I think we come in with such, you know, this society and the way that we treat black women, like it, and it, you come in and you have women who are, you look at these CVs or accomplishments and you're just like, Girl. oh my gosh, mm-hmm. and come in pointing out the 0.1% of the place where they didn't maybe, you know, yes. excel to yes. the nth degree. And there's so much around that mindset, whether it be being feeling kind of devalued, whether it be, I, I talk about like five blocks. I talk about either feeling damaged Okay. Mm-hmm. Feeling like I'm just not able to like, that's just, I'm not that I'm not a businesswoman. Right. I used to tell myself that all the time. Oh, yes. I'm not a businesswoman. Famous last words. <laughs> Neither was, a, I, I say, you know what? Neither was I. <laughs> I'm not a businesswoman or a disconnected. I know that this is what I want to do, but I'm not, I'm scared because what if it actually succeeds? So I don't create a plan. Mm-hmm. right so I have no plan I'm disconnected to that that mm-hmm. like amazing vision right. or you're feeling um diminished so diminished is around the fact that well I don't have the resources so it's not gonna happen and not and that's like I talk about I always say you see you're looking for Starbucks and you don't look at the mom and pop um coffee shop that's yeah. right next to you right yes I love that I yep. love that I love and, it yep and deserted which is kind of like really not identifying the support team and always thinking when you think about what that thing is you're like i can't do that you were never meant to do that alone you have yes. no oh. <laughs> so these are some of the blocks that we really have to get over and then once you're getting over that then i'm able to say okay let's look at the things in your life that have let's put it down on paper what are the things that have been accomplishments for you what are the hills mm-hmm. in your life mm-hmm. okay let's talk about the valleys now mm-hmm. you notice here that you had a valley and somehow you got to a hill 
mm-hmm. again. How did that happen? How, what, what happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so talking through that is really important. Um, a lot of women don't even have never even inserted reflection time mm. in their in their time to really think about that. And so mm-hmm. all of that, all the program really does is formalize and make you say, I've had enough. So I'm going to invest in literally putting in the time to learn myself because everything that you want is literally in you. And it's about uncovering it, either maximizing it, um, refining it, and also eliminating some stuff that don't need to be there that other people have poured into you that, you know, that was a story that you need to like, let go of. So that's, and I, and I do my work, not one-on-one, I do it collectively because I believe in, I'm Nigerian American. I grew up like seeing women Mm -hmm. together, right. Mm -hmm. And seeing kind of that magic. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the amazing parts of working with women in groups and is the sister circle literally just comes immediately. Absolutely. Like just learning from each other saying, mm-hmm. oh, it's not me. It's not mm-hmm. just me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. First of all, I like, by the way, how you said all, my, all the program really does as if that really all it does is uh, such a small do, do amount. We do a little more. We do a little more than that. <laughs> but even like everything that you said is not an all the program does kind of thing. So real talk let's 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 talk about let's not diminish all the program does yeah all the program does right all that you said even though that we know that there's probably 10 times more is that is like the crux the core that's so amazing and you're right the sister circle is everything you know like i i i did one-on-one coaching for so long um and then i decided to do the business mastermind and it has just been amazing the experience of leading a mastermind with you know 20 people in and most of my clients are you know in the mastermind my students are black female physicians as well wow. you know and so i i love it because each one can like empower the other make connections around the the nation right yeah. and so now the minds the, the nlp work that i do is one-on-one because that is there's a particular way yeah. that that has to be done but you know, the trainings that I'm doing, I'm definitely focusing on, you know, training, um, particularly, you know, women of color, black women in this technology, but also I want to include our black men as well, you know, in this technology, in learning this technology and this way of speaking and thinking and getting rid of that, the, all of the negative self-talk and all of that. So, and being able to, to, to learn it so they can teach it to others. I'm, I'm committed to teaching this to my kids. You know, part of it's, it's like melanin medicine and motherhood. And for me, I am all about the legacy. Like, what am I doing now? And this is part of like what you're talking about, like passion and passion and purpose and, and, and genius, uh, zone of genius. But for me, it's like legacy. What am I doing now to set my child up to be able to thrive in his adulthood? And, you know, part of it is, is the financial piece, but a lot more of it is the technology. Like, what is he going to have up here? Mm -hmm. What are the skills he's going to have? So no matter where he is, what he's doing, he could sell an ice to Eskimo. (laughs) Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. He can talk his way and navigate through and that he has all of the resources that he needs right up here to make and provide for himself and his family should that you know, should he have one, right? So that's kind of like, you know, 
where I am in terms of that passion and that purpose and that legacy and that zone of genius. And I think that's, I imagine that's some of what comes up in your sister circle as well. Completely. So I think that, cause I think about it in three parts. I think about the clarity part, which is the first part that we really have to like get down. Mm -hmm. We have to get the strengths down. We have mm -hmm. to get the priorities and the values down. We have mm -hmm. to get the purpose mission and the vision and visualize mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So we talk about like 15 years, 2035, your kids are, you have a 20 year old mm -hmm. and <laughs> I have a 20 year old and a 28 year old, mm -hmm. I mean, and a 23 year old. And I'm thinking, what does life look like for that person? For me, that person who I see there, mm -hmm. the, a day in the life, I'm closing my eyes and I'm thinking mm -hmm. about where are my kids at that point? I'm thinking about what it, what is the lifestyle that I want to look at? And now I go back and say, what do I have to do in 2030 to get there? Mm -hmm. What do I have to do in 2025 to get there? Mm -hmm. What do I have to do in 2020 to get there? Mm -hmm. But you have to be really clear and everything, once we're uncovering all of those things, now the vision you create a vision that is not just a, whole, a pie in the sky, but a vision that really aligns with who right. you are. Right. Then you have to move into confidence right. that, to make it done. And some of that are skills. So I don't just believe in coaching. I believe also in strategy yes. and saying, okay, this is what else. We have to work on our routines. Mm -hmm. We have to do that time audit and figure out where you're, where you're being inefficient. I love it. We have to do the boundary setting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's talk mm -hmm. about how we're going to do the boundary setting because a lot of times we're scared to say no, but we won't be scared if we know we're making space for that vision. Mm -hmm. Then we're like, nope, that's not flexible because mm -hmm. that thing has to happen. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, I'm going to say no right now because mm -hmm. I'm making space mm -hmm. for something else. And I think the last thing is the, the self-preservation piece. For Black women, Audre Lorde said that is a radical act, self-preservation, because so often we are told and we are expected to not have boundaries and to do for every, to keep our, these institutions, these healthcare institutions running. It's us. It's us, honestly, who are doing Absolutely. that work. At, 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 at a very low pay, <laughs> not mm -hmm. nowhere near. Mm -hmm. So, and then the last thing is that community and that community fosters courage because mm -hmm. now you're seeing other people. And so we talk about how do you create your crew and, and who, and, but strategically, not just saying these are the people who help me, but what is that person helping you? And that goes with legacy mm -hmm. because now it's not just me, right? I'll give you a perfect example. I don't like to do the nature stuff. I'm just not, it's not me. I grew up in Brooklyn. I'm <laughs> concrete and me are good. We good. Right. But, but one of my closest friends loves going to outdoors. Now, if I say to myself that I am going to not get support from other people, I'm closing off that legacy and that those things that will really increase and build my child's um, world. Right. Uh, because I'm not saying, hey, friend, hey, I need some help. I need to work on this. You want to take him hiking? Go ahead. Okay. You want to do and opening that world and that I think the legacy monetarily is what we focus on. But then we don't think about kind of how wide that world is and how small you make it when you don't ask for support. Right. And we don't do the accountability piece of right. saying who's going to be, because we're scared to share that vision. That vision looks so large. And we're like, that sounds weird. Like you think like two years ago, I could have said, Oh, I'll be running a personal development support group for black women physicians. Mm -hmm. um, no, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> and, but when you share that vision, 
it becomes real just from the moment you say it. Mm -hmm. And then you have somebody who deserves to hear your story, taking you along the way. You might have two people, one who's accountability, someone who's actually so supposed to expand your network, provide mm -hmm. you with feedback. Mm -hmm. um, but building that community is what makes us more courageous. Each time we tell somebody, it becomes a little more real. We get a little more information to now move into the next step. Mm. And those are pieces that are really around the journey that women take when they're in that program with me to go from, I'm stuck, I'm tired, I'm burnt out, I have no, 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 I don't know what to do, to I have my vision. I have the tools now. I can actually, I have a community and I figure out who is actually doing what. And that thing is going to get done. Mm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. And I think that's what's so important is to have that, well, number one, the community, but also to have that strategy. I am all about that strategy. And, all I, and that's what I heard. And everything that you said is like, there is a path. And they go on the journey and they take this path. And that path creates a strategic plan for them and also empowers them to reach out and build that community, or I like to call it the dream team. Yes. Goal yeah. areas, 90 day objectives. We got you. Like we, mm -hmm. we good now. We, mm -hmm. we have something that, yeah, can be tweaked, but the dream team is so important. It's so vital. Mm -hmm. And we are limiting ourselves because we're very scared to share that thing that either the universe is telling us we need to do, mm -hmm. but we're just like, that doesn't, that doesn't fit. Yeah. Sometimes greatness does not fit into what, what you many <laughs> times. It doesn't sound like it fits, right? It doesn't seem like it fits, mm -hmm. but believe me, you, if, if it's being, if you're being called to it, if you're getting the message, it fits. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, girl, you know, we can talk about this. Like, I know. Oh, gosh. I know. I'm sorry. Hours. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, that's, that's not at all. I mean, you know, me and you, we could go on. I would love it. I would love it. And, um, you know, we, we, since we do on a part two, this may be a thing that we talk about in part two. So that means y'all got to stay tuned for when I get to be on. Yes. Melanin Medicine <laughs> Motherhood Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. I'm Bye. returning the favor, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I want to make sure that our audience can, can follow you, can reach out to you if they need uh, coaching or if they want to, you know, join the network. So let us know how we get in touch with you, how we follow you. Give us the goods. Okay. So, so basically the home base is um, Melanin Medicine Motherhood website, which is www.melaninmedicinemotherhood.com. And there I have the podcast, there I have the blog, there I have the, all my handles, which are an, an IG is at Melanin Medicine Motherhood. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have, do have an Angela Davis side to me <laughs> that is very pro-black women and that's on twitter that's my twitter but twitter is at dr omolara um the program that i run i run a, one single program which is called empowered and it's a six-month personal development mm -hmm. um support empowerment um journey really for women who are feeling unsuspect black women physicians excuse me who are feeling stuck burnt out exhausted and really just need to know what their next steps are and want to get more clear around that so that's the that's the work that i do and from time to time for certain for some i will do one-on-one -on -one work um 
depending, but most often I think the most powerful work is the collective work. Mm-hmm. And I try to keep it really high touch and small mm-hmm. groups um, because I, that's my strength. Mm-hmm. I, my strength is not working with huge numbers. I just don't do it well. My strength is working with small numbers and going really deep. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the work I do. That's awesome. what people can find me. <laughs> I, love I love it. I love it. Okay, good. So also we will have all of, of Dr. Omalara's information in the show notes. So you can check the show notes, clickable links as always. You can be able to go to be able to follow her um, anywhere on any platform and then basically be able to go to her website as well and uh, schedule, you know, to, to join. If you want to join the network or if, if you want to join the upcoming program, then you need to reach out to um, Omalara. So thank you so much for being here. That was, it's such, it's been such a fun conversation. Um, I think that, you know, when people come in with the docs who come in, they come in and we're, we're talking, you, you like, you, you've talked, you talked right into my listening, right into what I love to talk about, which is Aww. that, that genius, that mindset, that, you know, finding your passion and purpose. Um, I think that is, you know, I love that. So I could talk about it for hours. So I appreciate yes. <laughs> coming and being my partner on the podcast today. Thank you so much, Maisha. It was my pleasure. Yay. So y'all heard it. MelaninMedicineMotherhood.com. Go check out Dr. Omolara and you stay tuned because we're going to be seen together once again on the Melanin Medicine and Motherhood podcast. Yes. And until that time, I have to say, as always, to those listening, thank you for listening. Um, You know, there's no podcast without my listeners. And um, so, of course, leave a comment. Let let Dr. Omalawa know how awesome she is. And we will see you on the next episode. Y'all have a great rest of the day and a great rest of the week. Namaste. Thanks for spending time with us on this episode of Next Level Physicians Thriving Outside the Box. We hope you enjoyed this one as much as the rest. Remember to go ahead and hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time a new episode is released. It is you as our listener who help our podcast to grow. So if you like this podcast, if you enjoy what you're hearing, if you are inspired, we'd really appreciate it if you'd write a quick review and share it with five of your friends. We want to continue to expand our reach and bring this transformation to all of those doctors and medical professionals out there who are still seeking more autonomy, more freedom, more expression and purpose in their careers and lives. Finally, if you want to learn more about how I can help you as a doctor or medical professional transform your mindset, leverage your skill set, and create a profitable business and career you love by your design, please check out my website, www.drmaisha.com. That's D R M A I Y S H A.com. On my website, you can access one of my three free masterclasses to get you started on your journey to the next level. Have a wonderful rest of the day and an amazing rest of the week, y'all. And keep your head up looking to the next level. Namaste.